This is Ibon Studio Podcast Show, Episode 20. I am Calix, your humble host. Today, we are interviewing an engineer at heart, a great mentor to young entrepreneurs, an author, and a board member of many accelerators who seek to advise startups and investors on various key decisions which needs to be taken to provide the groundwork to address each product within the ecosystem. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your guest, Eric Bruce. We begin by breaking the ice. Tell us a little bit about yourself or your background, Eric. Okay, thank you, Khalid. I'm happy to be here and share my story with your audience. So I, I started my, my career as an engineer in a technology field and uh, you know, like any uh, any young engineer, I made the same mistakes that I'll talk about later. And, and you think you your ideas and your product uh, are so great that they will sell themselves and no need to do any additional work. That's a big mistake. Every every young engineer or young entrepreneur or young business person uh, is doing. Fast forward today, I, I mentor many young entrepreneurs from actually all over the world and uh, I see the same thing or the same kind of I I, I wouldn't call it mistake Uh, it's more about you don't know what you don't know. So you, you start your venture or you start your journey with a great idea, uh, but you have no clue of what speed bumps are waiting for you or what, using a, a military a metaphor, what, what landmines are waiting for you and, and where to bypass them. So at some point a few years ago, I, I started to write a book about, you know, the potential blind spots or potential landmines, any any new business uh, is facing uh, to give people idea what to watch for. And the book is called Lay an Egg and Make Chicken Soup. And it, it plays on the metaphor, uh, common metaphor of a chicken and an egg. Every time you start a new business or a new project, you, you have a, multiple times you face a chicken and an egg question uh, for yourself or for your business. And, and that's where I took, <laughs> took the name from. Well, you, I'm glad you mentioned it because I was about to ask you about it, but since you brought it up I dig into it it makes sense because everything is a form of progress where you actually put your first step in and dig into and then you go to the next step so I see where the egg comes and then it comes to a chicken soup so you make sense in a lot of the description that you gave in the book Uh, well well, as of now uh, tell us about your business now and how it generates a revenue okay uh, that's a good question. So right now I'm spending my time, let's say, roughly three ways. The main line of business, so to speak, is serving as an advisor and board of directors or advisory board of uh, several uh, businesses or, or companies. At any given time, I have two or three or four or five different clients at different stages where I just help them. Uh, once again, the same the, the same idea as we talked about the book is in most cases, those entrepreneurs, young and new and unexperienced, they have a good idea 
Serbia, and, but they need somebody to hold their hand in the execution because I have people like me have so many execution scars and made so many mistakes over my career that I can take the person and, and walk them through, okay, watch for this or watch for that, or did you think about this or that? And, and that's helpful for people that start the first time. So this is the main uh, line of business. Uh, the book that we mentioned also takes time uh, to help market the book, help promote the book. Uh, you know, speaking engagements like this one have two or three weeks. And so supporting the book is another part of my time. Uh, the third part is uh, helping investors and, and uh, accelerators in launching new companies. Uh, uh, so that's the third type of business. They're all kind of overlapping with each other. It, it's not like three completely foreign you know, lines of business. They're all kind of building from each other. Understood. And it's quite clear that you are a busy man. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> what are the barriers or what is the worst you had and how did you overcome it? Uh, uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I, I, I do not recall barriers that I was facing and said, oh my God, I cannot do that. So my attitude and, and I changed my career and I changed my business over time every few years doing something different. Just to entertain myself, so to speak, uh, every few years I'll come, even when I work for a large company, you know, after three or five years, I'll come to the employer and say, okay, I'm, uh, I'm bored, find me something else to do, or I want to do, uh, I've done X for five years, I want to do Y now, or Z, and, and uh, in a large company, you can move around and, and good employer will, will help you move around and accept, or will help you take the risk. Uh, so one thing that every time I, I, I face a new challenge like this, I, I, I never hesitated to tackle it, uh, but also I recognize that uh, I'm new into that. I'm not an expert. I need to ask for people help or take a class or buy a book about this topic. So, so my, my, my bookshelf is full of textbooks for different, different projects I was involved because every time you, you take a, a new project, you, you have to take a, a new textbook and, and in the in the topic and educate yourself or, or take a class in the local college or, or find a mentor that is more experienced in that field or whatever it is uh, recognized you are new into that uh, uh, domain and, and get some help somehow, somewhere. Very good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, let, since you brought up the book a while ago, you also made it clear that the book is a practical guide for all moving parts and potentially <coughs> blind spot for commercializing new products yeah. and services and new business. So in a bird's eye view, give us a deeper sense. What do you mean by that? Okay, cool. That, that's a, a good question. So what one thing, when I started to write, I, uh, my, my strategy from a bird eye view, as you said, was to twofold. One, uh, I made the examples in the book uh, very diverse from different industries. So no matter what industry you are, you can benefit from the book. If you're starting a new restaurant or you're designing a new app for a, a cell phone or what, whatever the new ID 
idea or a new medicine or whatever it is, the generic business challenges are pretty much the same. How to come up with a new idea, how to test your new idea with potential customers, how to launch it to the market, how to develop the ecosystem. Ecosystem development is very, very important that uh, in, in some industries crucial. For example, if you are in the health or medical field, the, the ecosystem is enormous. You, you, you have medical insurance companies, you have doctors, you have governments, you have pharmaceuticals, you have the patients, and, and you need to make sure everybody's happy with your new product. So your business development is, is, is multidimensional. Energy and utilities is pretty similar. So you have to you have to know your ecosystem and, and make sure that all the parts in the ecosystem or all the stakeholders from the ecosystem are, are happy and supporting your idea. That's very important because if, if one stakeholder doesn't like your idea pretty much a recipe for failure. You need everybody to support you. So that's, that's one, one, one thing. The other concept that is important people tend to forget is, is the concept of learning curve. Whatever your new service or new idea is, uh, there is a learning curve where at the beginning of your delivery, of your launch to the market, it costs you more to, to do it. You make more mistakes. Uh, Customers have more questions, uh, so you need to kind of be prepared to address it. And, and especially from a, a cash flow point of view, be prepared that uh, at the beginning, the first X number of customers or deliveries, you are going to lose money because it costs you more to build a product or to deliver the service uh, as, as you can charge or as people will pay you. So that's another another thing. The other concept, uh, again, uh, to go back to your question, in, in many cases, all the examples you can you can learn from them, even for modern world, uh, because when you have you know 50 years uh, perspective, you know what kind of decisions that whoever invented this new gadget 50 years ago, 200 years ago, what did they do right, what did they do wrong, and what's the impact long term of, of their decision? And and you can learn from that even if you're designing a new app or a smartphone that never existed three years ago. But you, you can look at, I don't know, invention of the telephone or, or invention of the light bulb or invention of the uh, printing machine, Gutenberg printing machine. All of these, you can, the, the, the they have generic lesson learns that you can you can apply even in today's world. Understood. Very well said. You've covered a wide area uh, now. Now yeah. we want to know uh, on your site there is a part where you mention change leadership and turnaround. And you said you execute multiple turnarounds. You led major profits improvement project of 200 million business units that achieve 24% gross margin improvement in two years. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, so that actually, uh, that relates uh, very strongly to the comment or the discussion we had a few minutes ago about learning curve. Um, So in, in at least these two big cases with mega businesses in, 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 in a corporate world, we had cases where a new product was very successful in the market. The only problem is that the market price was $15, but it cost us $200 to build. So you lose 
<laughs> you know, you lose 175 every time you ship a product. So, and, and that just because of the learning curve. So I was hired twice to address that. Uh, and in two cases, people didn't want to touch it because they thought, oh my God, that's too, too steep challenge here I'm not going to risk my career doing that so you know I, I jump in you can say <laughs> out of ignorance or stupidity I jump in and spend, spend the time it, it takes in a case like this it could take one or two or three years to solve this problem so so yeah it's 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 possible unless you made a you know big mistake you, you say okay I'm going to design an automobile that I can sell for five hundred dollars uh, maybe that's too ambitious uh, never happen but if you say I'm going to design an auto automobile that will cost ten thousand dollars but the first few hundreds or few thousands will cost you twenty thousand dollars to to make to build and so if you sell it for ten thousand dollars you lose ten you know you lose ten thousand dollars on, on every every vehicle you, you sell so you need to make a plan to really accelerate the cost production of, of this new product whether it's a new restaurant or a new automobile or a new app for a smartphone great answer you have nailed you you were courageous you went into the danger zone where people didn't want to attempt to touch and you solved the problem. That's a great story. And surviving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so before we end, um, we have a few questions about three. And um, the first one is, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Mm. Uh, three things. Number one, usually young people have good ideas because they don't, they're not boxed. They're uh, young enough to not be boxed by a certain consensus or certain status quo. So don't be afraid to think beyond the box. That's number one first. The second one, <clears throat> on the opposite side of the coin, you need to be aware of the practical challenges of implementing your, your idea. And by the way, on my website, I have a, a checklist free download that gives you, I don't remember, 30 or 50 checkpoints. So things to think about. Did you think about A? Did you think about B? Did you think about C? Uh, and, and those, this list is, is, is intended to just make you think about the different uh, speed bumps. I call them speed bumps. Don't, don't let it kill your idea, but just make sure that you plan for all the obstacles that uh, you're facing with this new idea. So don't run 100 miles per hour without thinking. Take the new idea, think about the different obstacles and, and plan how to conquer, how to tackle each one of these obstacles. The third one is kind of similar to that. Uh, uh, one way to be aware or, or learn about the potential obstacles is work with a mentor. It could be you know, a boss at work or elderly family member or just uh, any any experienced person that can hold your hand and, and just watch behind your back and, and, and tell you when you're going too fast into a, a landmine. You give crude advice. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Your second question, what is the one thing you wish you'd known before you began your career? <laughs> you're... you're Difficult questions make me think. 
Probably the same thing. If you know, I started my career in my mid twenties. If I knew back then what I know now, obviously I would probably you know manage or navigate my career better. But looking back, I, I don't think I, I made any huge mistakes that killed my career. I survived <laughs> until now. Uh, uh, um, so have the courage to take the risk, but also recognize that there are risks in, in, in implementing what you're trying to do and you have to plan the risk mitigation. So think about the risks, do a risk analysis and, and plan the mitigations, but don't let it discourage you from pursuing what you're trying to pursue. Great. Third question. Do you think you, Mr. Bruce, was born for a reason in this world? <laughs> Another difficult question. Um, everybody, I think everybody, not just humans, even animals, everybody has a purpose in this world. Uh, and this entire world is, is made out of collective purposes of billions and billions and billions of items and living things and what have you. And, and sometimes you don't realize that, but th there is a purpose for every everything in, in this universe. Uh, a, a good example is about 20 or 30 years ago, the, the Yellowstone Park in, in the U.S. used to have wolves back in the, back in the days and then you know, out of hunting and whatever, the, the wolf disappeared. But then then they, they brought back a pack of wolves uh, about 20 years ago, and the whole ecosystem there started to flourish. Even though the, you'd think the wolf prey on some of the animals, but overall the balance in the ecosystem at the Yellowstone was such that everything did better. Even even those animals that the wolves were preying on did better. Somehow I don't have the magic formula, but uh, that just to show that every even even a predator has a purpose in the ecosystem. Great answer. Wow, you were good at it. Um, even though I surprised you with very difficult <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, the first second I thought, oh my God, how am I going to talk about this? <laughs> Yes. Well, Mr. Bruce, you did quite a lot and you are full of information. You gave us the good path where audience could go and activate themselves and you give us the opportunity to learn from you in various ways where you were able to go through the pain points of companies who are in trouble and you managed to raise them, even though they are corporate entities, but you managed to raise them from the dead zone. That was excellence and you gave us ways where you were vulnerable and you make things happen and you have so many different aspects in your life. You, you mentoring young entrepreneurs, you help businesses and and one of the things that stick with me uh, you have a library of books where you actually manage to keep during the process I did the same thing 20 years ago I remember I bought books and I didn't even touch it mm -hmm. get to find out now I'm learning Python and HTML which covers half of the books that I save over 
two decades ago. <laughs> so it's you. quite amazing. One of the ways to get in touch with you is for your website, www.cxo360.net. And what are the ways to audience to get in touch with you? Yeah, so there, there is, uh, I think my email is over there, but if it's not, it's cxo360 at hotmail.com. Uh, send me an email or find me through LinkedIn. Or I think these are the two best ways and feel free to contact me. There are free downloads on the website, so feel free to take advantage of those. And obviously the, the website itself is, is very diverse in different industries and so it's it's pretty good i think I believe I'm, I'm not objective, but I, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm biased, but I think it's I good. Got you. Okay. The audience need to know what's on from you. And as we go along, I want to say thank you. For oh, the thank, you for, thank you for having me. And thank you You're for welcome. the good questions. <laughs> and good luck. Okay. Same to you. Bye-bye and stay safe. Right. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks for listening to Highborn Studio Podcast Show with your host, Calix. If you like our show, give us a review. We want to thank our sponsor, Free Conference Call Service, who made it possible for these interviews. You can contact us via ibonstudio.org or support us on anchor.fm forward slash ibonstudio. Thank you for all your comments.